0: We will be discussing Emily's Road to 800 on the NPTE for Physical Therapists. So, Emily, first off, congratulations. Once again, I think I've said that a million times already, but we are all so, so very proud of you. Thank you. And so, just want to ask you a few questions. So, when did you start studying for your NPTE?
1: Okay, so... I was studying kind of right at the height of the pandemic when we were pretty shut down from the rest of the world and what we could do. So I was afforded a lot of extra time to start studying. So for me, about six months out from my exam, I started to just look over material in a very casual way. I would just kind of read through some books on my own time, start jotting down some notes, I enrolled in Final Frontier, which is one of the main reasons why I was able to succeed and get an 800, but I utilized the curriculum material, the course material ahead of time to just really familiarize myself, started looking over it without feeling like I was on a time crunch. So around six months out is when I started to just look at the material and then three months prior. So those 12 weeks leading up to the exam is when I really honed in on my studies followed the timetable Final Frontier gave me and really made sure I put down um, a certain amount of each time towards studying where I really locked in there.
0: So I'm going to backtrack you a little bit. So six months before the exam, what topics were you reviewing? Was it the basics? Were you going full blown into details? What topics were you focusing on when you first started?
1: So I was kind of focusing on everything. But I wasn't focusing on specific details, if that makes sense. So I kind of started to read through some of the um, prep books, almost as if it was like a leisurely reading book. I started to just read through them, a different topic or a different set of 10 to 15 pages each day when I had time, and just started to make some notes on those specific topics without really focusing on anything specific all at once, just to kind of keep my brain engaged, look at various topics, spending a little bit more time if there was a certain area that I wanted to dive into a little bit further. But I didn't really isolate any specific content topics. Instead, I almost read through the book as if it was an actual reading book in a sense.
0: So now in regards to schooling, where was this right now? Are you just starting your clinical rotation or are you halfway through it?
1: So this was actually in between clinical rotations. We had a hiatus of rotation. So it was the winter months for me. We were in between our fall and summer rotation at the time Um, waiting also for clinicals to be able to be resumed because of the pandemic at its height. We had to kind of push our clinicals back a few weeks from our starting date. So it was in the winter season where I started to start those studies. And then when my clinical started up, I was on clinical. I was also having some online classes as well. I was just reading through as I had time for my last semester of class because then I used my summer when I was graduated from PT school to study. And then I took my exam. I didn't take my exam while I was still in school. I waited for the next cohort cycle.
0: Awesome. And that was a uh, something that you planned out already was to wait till you graduated and everything to take it?
1: Yeah, I knowing myself and knowing the anxiety I hold when it comes to studying and how I do like to have time to adequately prepare for things, I don't like to feel rushed. I knew for me, taking the October cohort cycle was best, even though I graduated in August. I wanted that time to really focus one on my clinical while I was at clinical um, to get the most out of it from a learning experience without having to also find time to study as extensively. So I waited until the October cycle where I could really just put down um, more time towards my studies without any other Things getting in the way for me. That was what was best for me personally.
0: I think that that's such an important thing that you uh, ended up doing. And I feel like a lot of students don't end up listening to themselves. Like with you, you know that if you ended up doing that in July, that you would be under a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and you have a certain structure that you wanted to maintain. And you knew that you weren't able to attain what you wanted at that time. So you were looking a little bit further down the line. And I think that's very important with what you did.
1: Yeah. And I won't lie. It it was a hard decision because seeing some of my classmates taking it earlier and finishing earlier made me, you know, it would have been nice to finish early as well. Have those summer months to just enjoy summer without being in school, but I knew for what I needed to do to one, not only succeed and pass the exam, but also just to go into my study preparations a little bit more calm, not as nervous, feeling like I was in control. I needed to wait. I knew what was what best for me. And even though I was seeing my classmates preparing early, signing up for the exam early, that can easily try to persuade someone to want to also sign up early. I really made sure I didn't and I trusted my gut and it, it really all worked out in the end. So I'm happy with my decision.
0: That's awesome. And what was your daily routine? So right now we are, let's say we're three months into the schedule okay. and everything. We're not at the start just browsing. Now you're actually like into your schedule studying. How was your daily routine? What time did you wake up? How did you go about your day?
1: So I treated my studies like a job. So I thought of it like a full-time job in a sense. So what I did was I acted like it was an 8 to 4 or a 9 to 5 job. I woke up around between 7 and 8 a.m. depending on the day. Once I woke up, I ate a nice breakfast. I gave myself a little time in the morning to get in the right headspace. Then I would put aside 2 to 3 hours in the morning as I could. Then I would take a break around lunchtime. to not only refuel, but also stretch break, go on a walk, do something else for myself if I had any errands or other obligations to attend to. Then I would come back to it again for another two to three hours in the afternoon before dinner time. And then after dinner, if there were any loose ends I needed to finish up just so that I knew I could start the next day fresh, I would. But I really tried to not study any later than dinner time because I know myself, And I am a morning, early afternoon studier. I do not do well at nighttime. I get tired very early. I really cherish my sleep. I know how much I need my sleep. So I made sure at night I unplugged to get ready for the next day. Because too many times my classmates or even sometimes I would try to get in the cycle of Staying up later than I needed to to study just to feel like I was doing something because I was nervous I wasn't doing enough. But then the next day, I realized I was more sluggish. I wasn't attaining the information as well because I was at brain fatigue. I did too much the day before. So I really needed to learn, and it's trial and error. It didn't come easily. How much time I could adequately put towards studying, but also make sure I was fully charged and ready to go for the following day, because as we know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I needed to make sure I paced myself to get the most out of my studies. One thing I do want to mention was that I was fortunate enough to be able to only work one to two days during my study preparations for limited hours. So I really was able to put aside a lot of time towards my study preparations, which I know a lot of people aren't able to do due to jobs, family obligations, other components of life. So I was fortunate enough to be able to put a good amount of time aside to studying. And that's something I'm very grateful for.
0: So with your unwinding at the end of the night, I know you mentioned that you wouldn't study too late or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What would you do to detach yourself from studying? Like, how would you stop yourself from flipping through the book?
1: So one big thing is I never studied in bed ever when I was, I tried to not do that, you know, my entire time while preparing for the boards. So my bedroom was kind of my safe space. I made sure not to study anyway directly near my bed. So I always felt unplugged when I was in that area of my house. Also our family living room, I didn't study in that one specific room where we would watch TV at night. That way, later at night when I was in that room, it didn't feel like a study space. So that really helped me kind of keep the books away. So I kept my books at my desk, at my specific study zones, which really helped me be able to unplug and not think about studying when I was trying to step away from studying.
0: So now with your, you had your routine and everything. How would you fit in hanging out with your family otherwise, or even your friends and everybody else? How would you fit that into your schedule usually?
1: Yeah, so I am a big advocate for family and friend time. I'm very close with my family, and I still live with a good chunk of my family now. So at night when I was unplugging, I would spend time with my family. I would eat dinner with my family. We would watch an episode of something at the end of the day or go on a walk. That was always important to me. In terms of friends... Um, on the weekends, I would use my Saturdays or Sundays as a lighter study day and get in friend time, um, you know, travel if I needed to to see a friend that didn't live so close. But luckily, my friends were very accommodating and understanding during my board's preparation that they knew maybe I wasn't able to meet up and hang out for an entire day. Maybe I only had an hour to grab a coffee or go on a lunch walk. And they were willing to work with my schedule and accommodate that. I couldn't always say yes, which is important, but they also helped me for when I was ready to hang out, they made themselves available.
0: That's awesome. So now with the things that you utilize during that daily routine, what sort of prep were you using to study from? I know you mentioned Final Frontier, but what, what were you doing with Final Frontier and everything?
1: Yeah, so in all honesty, Final Frontier was my main form of preparation. I really utilized their daily timetable that they give to students that tells you what to do, what to study, when to study it, when to take practice exams, tells you what readings to read each day, when to take your notes on those readings. I really followed that to a T. With that being said, some days that were a little heavier content topics than other days I had to rearrange just to meet my schedule a little bit more. Like sometimes I had to rearrange my Monday and Tuesday schedule. But otherwise, I really tried to follow that template and those lectures as much as possible. And then I would occasionally supplement in some of the other um, preparation books if I just wanted to read up on that topic in a little bit more detail just to help clarify for my own understanding. But otherwise, I really utilized Final Frontier as my main form.
0: So with that detailed timetable that it has every it has reading assignments every single day, how did you feel with doing those reading assignments every single day? Did you do all of the readings and take notes on them? Did you take detailed notes? How did you go about that timetable?
1: So the timetable can feel overwhelming at times for students who have gone through the timetable, but it's not meant to feel overwhelming. It's meant to be used as a tool. And It can be overwhelming to see all of the readings, see all the pages to get through, but I think what's the most important thing to do with the readings, at least what I took out of it, which I found very beneficial, was I used the reading to my benefit. For each reading, I would, let's say on Monday there was a reading, I would do that reading on Monday, I would skim through it, really highlighting the key points that relate to me as a physical therapist. And then I would take condensed notes on my OneDrive. That's the OneNote account I decided to use for just organization for my notes. I would then take a one to two page, you know, condensed note on that specific reading. So then in the future, when I wanted to go back and review that topic, I had short and condensed notes that I could read through. It's important to not try to rewrite everything that you already did read through, which is something I did at first, which was time consuming. And I realized just not efficient or effective for me. So I would do my reading, take a condensed note on that reading, and then move on the following day. That's what worked best for me.
0: Awesome. Something else very important that you spoke about was practice exams. I think that we mm-hmm. both agree that practice exams are Probably one of the most important things when preparing for this examination.
1: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: So how were your actual practice exams, knowing that you got an 800, how were your scores? Were you scoring actually eight hundreds on your practice exams?
1: (laughs) No, I never scored an 800 on a practice exam. That would have been awesome. On my first practice exam, um, in all honesty, I got 110 correct out of 200. That brings me to about a 55%. So you best believe I went into panic mode. I was like, how am I ever going to pass this exam? I just got a 55%. You know, I am pretty far off from a passing score, which is, you know, right around that 135, 137 out of 200 or that 600 out of 800 score, which comes down to about a 75%. And I got a 55%. So I was pretty far off to start but I tried to not let that score define me. It's a practice exam. I use it as a learning experience. That was before I started using Final Frontiers, before I started practicing um, how to take an exam, how to really read through material like a physical therapist. And each practice exam I took, I was noticing a steady improvement in my score. With that being said, it was a little bit of a roller coaster. So it wasn't always, you know, a steady incline there were some scores that dropped a little bit lower than others but in general my trajectory was positive i was showing improvements in the big picture um but yes i never got an 800.
0: (laughs) so so it is possible you're saying to get a 110 out of 200 questions correct on a practice exam and still with the proper amount of work and dedication to your studies get that 800.
1: exactly and they're practice exams We're so hard on ourselves, but they're practice exams for a reason. They're to practice and learn from your mistakes. And let me tell you, I had a lot of mistakes on that exam and I learned from them and it really all worked out in the end.
0: How many practice exams did you end up actually taking?
1: I took eight because that's what Final Frontier had laid out for me to take. I believe it was the eight practice exams. So I took eight practice exams. They told me to jump. I said, how high? I followed the timetable. (laughs)
0: Love it. I love it. All right. So now tell me, what did you eat the day of the exam? What was your snack during your actual exam?
1: So I took my practice exam. I did the morning time slot. Like I said, I'm a morning person. So during all of my practice exams, I ate the exact same thing to prepare myself for the exam itself. I did two protein waffles with peanut butter and a banana. Um, And then during my like break during the actual exam, I had a granola bar and half of a Gatorade just to make sure I was fully fueled up. I acted like it was a sporting event because it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with you. I, I did very similar. I, I didn't act like it. I acted like it was a sporting event, but my snack was a dove milk chocolate bar and a Gatorade.
1: Love it. Little, I, little sugar. Cru- little right. Sugar exactly.
0: Rush. Get a little sugar in there. I don't think I would ever have a chocolate bar before a wrestling match though.
1: That <laughs> and may not maybe that's you. a secret.
0: Right. (laughs) So now to also tell me, what did you do when you found out that you got an 800? What was your reaction?
1: Honestly, in denial. (laughs) I was having like severe imposter syndrome. I looked at the score. I was like, there's no way. Because as you know, you know, I called my family as soon as I finished the exam, crying in the parking lot, saying I failed. There's no way I passed. You know, typical. So you came.
0: So I'm sorry to interrupt you but you're telling me that you came out of the examination still thinking that you didn't do well on this?
1: Oh, I cried. Had a breakdown in the parking lot. I really didn't trust my I didn't trust my gut, which is the issue. This exam can, you know, it plays mind tricks. So it's easy to not trust your gut, but I should have. When I think back on it now, I was prepared. I was ready, and I should have trusted that right after the exam, but I didn't. I could have sworn I didn't pass. So when I found out I just passed, I was ecstatic. Then when I got the score, I was in denial for a little while, <laughs> but I think I was just sitting at the table and I was like, there's no way. There's nah. no way. So Somebody's playing like, a prank on computer you. To check. Yeah. But it was exciting.
0: Well, I think that's awesome. And I think it's so important to note that you came out of that exam feeling like you didn't make it, Yeah, uh, that you were in tears I think that's so important because so many people come out of that exam feeling that way, whether you're going for the PT or PTA, you come out of that exam, you are emotionally drained and exhausted. Yep.
1: Yep. And exhaustion can just make you not trust yourself.
0: 100%. So knowing what you have done, what would have you done differently? If you could change anything, what would you have done?
1: I think kind of like what we just mentioned a little bit, the trusting your gut. I wish I did that a little bit more and just really, I trusted the process. I trusted Final Frontier, but at times I still had, you know, the voice in the back of my head that was saying, but am I doing enough? And I was doing enough. It does not mean I was doing everything perfectly. I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Again, mistakes are to learn from, but I should have trusted myself more as I was going along because. I think it would have just helped keep me a little bit more calm, cool, collected, less anxious leading up to the exam because I struggled like many students do with a lot of fear and anxiety leading up to the exam. So trusting myself, I think, could have helped with that more.
0: And I think this ties right into what I'm about to uh, ask you, but what would your advice be for A student preparing for this examination, trying to shoot for that high mark or just even pass the examination, whether you're PTA or PT, what would your advice be to them?
1: Yeah. So I think I've said like a million times in the past few minutes, trust your gut. So that is definitely something I really want everybody to hear and try to do as much as they can. But in addition to trusting your gut to kind of go on the opposite side of that, be realistic. Set realistic goals. If what you're doing isn't working, if you're not seeing your scores improve, if you realize you are having areas of weakness that aren't showing improvements, you need to be realistic and understand that it may be time to readdress those things in a different way. Restructure your daily routine. Restructure your studying plans. Go into practice exams in a different way. So be realistic with what you're doing, but also trust your gut when you're doing things properly and know that you are enough and what you're doing is enough.
0: I think you really helped out so many listeners right now in this entire episode. You gave so much wisdom and uh, feedback about your experience. I think it's very important. So thank you, Emily, for sharing your experience with all of our listeners. We appreciate you as always. And Now that you heard about Emily's Road to 800, here's a quote from Walt Disney. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. So keep on pursuing your dreams, warriors. You can do it. You just have to have that courage. You have to have that drive, that determination and go get it. Go get your dream. You are powerful. You are strong. You are a Final Frontier warrior. You will pass.
1: Thank you very much for listening. For more information on the NPTE Final Frontier, please visit NPTEFF.com. You can also check out all of our social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.
0: Till next time, have a great day and a powerful tomorrow.